2: All Access An inside look at what it takes to operate Iowa's largest entertainment and convention facilities. This is Iowa Events Center All Access From
1: Iowa Everywhere Everywhere
2: And welcome to All Access here with the Iowa Event Center here on the Iowa Everywhere Podcast Network. Matt Van Winkle here, alongside my good friend Adam Flack
1: with the Event Center. How we doing, Adam? Doing great, man. It's been uh, it's been a busy stretch here since the holidays and wrapped up the Iowa caucus. I, I haven't seen a political ad on TV this this week <laughs> since Monday night, and so the things are good. Yeah, gosh, we had since we
2: probably last talked, we've had what two feet of snow move in. Um, handful of political candidates and the media stormed through you uh through the event center you guys that was pretty cool that you got to host the uh the media center there at the uh at the convention center
1: yeah we don't take it for granted right it's first in the nation iowa caucus i mean it's really fun the snow threw a wrench in all of our plans for a bunch of different events you know that that weekend alone we had chow's gymnastics we had world's toughest rodeo and then we hosted the media filing center so um it's pretty cool to see you know a thousand members of the media from all over the world coming and and into des moines for the week um you know funny story i fielded uh, probably a dozen calls from international media outlets that wanted to attend and cover world's toughest rodeo that weekend oh, well, uh, well. all because they were here for the caucus they don't have a rodeo in their country they really wanted to kind of show a, a slice no of american yeah. life so we, we hosted a tv crew from norway we hosted one from japan uh, and then we hosted one from Germany, I think it was, uh, that all came in and saw the rodeo Friday night because they were in town and, and wanted to share it with their audience. So that was that was kind of cool. It it really is kind of a slice
2: of like American culture, I guess. If they really wanted to get a sense of kind of what we're all about, um, yeah, that's kind of fun. That's really cool. I wonder what they thought of it. I don't know if you got to talk to them afterwards, but
1: you know, I'm curious we to gave see them the like segment. A- we gave them a whole behind the scenes tour. So the cool. rodeo took them back a house to see, you know, the bulls and the bucking, uh, Bronx and, uh, showed them everything. they got to sit on a bull and, and record that. So they, they had all had a great time before the rodeo even started. Uh, we had one crew that got there a little bit late and I met them at the door and, and it was interesting. The first thing they said to me was we didn't miss the national anthem. Did we, <laughs> so they wanted to really make sure that they saw everything and, and kind of how events were executed here in the States. That's pretty
2: cool. You know, some of those things we we like take for granted and they appreciate it. That's pretty neat. Well, we'll talk about the rodeo and some of those big events that you guys have had through kind of flip in the arena. I know that's a big task. We've got we're going to have a special guest here in a little bit. Director of Operations, Harold Peterson. But you guys have some great uh, shows coming up, obviously, some new concerts uh, coming your way soon. Uh, We've got some great contests that we're going to announce here. Um, But yeah, why don't we get into uh, bringing in our special guest? You want to introduce him, Adam?
1: Yeah. I mean, we talk about all these events that happen. Right. And and we'll get through Like January is just we're we've got so many different events going on. And, you know, it's an incredible feat for us to put these events on. And a lot of people don't understand what goes into it. We have media filing center mm-hmm. in the ballroom. We have, you know, CBS and NBC downstairs. Uh, we have a Trump rally the night of the Iowa caucus. We have Chow's gymnastics. Oh, by the way, we got to cover the ice and put a bunch of dirt in there for a rodeo that weekend as well. And then get all that out. Out of there by sunday for an iowa wolves game mm-hmm. so you know harold and his team do a, a tremendous job that I can't ask for a better crew um, and these guys are busting their ass all the time you know from one event to the next never get the credit they deserve but it really wanted harold to come on and, and really share some of that behind the scenes like what's it really take to to put an event on so harold thanks for joining us thanks
2: for having me so talk about what talk about your team specifically who is involved with your team in making, you know, events like that possible here at the event center?
0: Sure. Yeah, we have a massive team, uh, our maintenance and engineering team. We have a, a chief engineer, uh, Jim Bacon, um, hands down the, the best to work with. Uh, Alex, he's, he's his uh, side hand man. And uh, we have a full time electrician and mm-hmm. a, a large group of full time uh, maintenance folks, as well as part time. Our operations crew, we have Nate. Uh, he's he's right alongside me to uh, help help me in my duties, and Kyle is the operations manager. Um, we have we have many supervisors, many building coordinators that are all full time, a uh, solid part time crew, and then we utilize a lot of temp labor throughout the throughout the uh, city that has has been with us for many many years. So. Really, a strong relationship with, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of depth and seniority, uh, a lot of yeah. experience with everybody that's that's uh, on our team. Uh, strong IT team as well. Uh, Mark Gamble leads the charge there, and uh, he has a couple awesome IT techs. Uh, so yeah, just a, a ton of coordinating that needs to happen in preparation for for caucuses. Um, you know, we have this. This will be our second time that we've. They've had uh, the filing center in the ballroom. So we've mm-hmm. we've had that experience and, and been able to, um, you know, tweak uh, things that we knew from last time that we've had it. Uh, so that that was a, a benefit going into it. But we really did just have a day to, to kind of flip from Fox News uh, town hall, um, mm-hmm. conf- you know, uh, event here at the Iowa Event Center. So that was a live event with Trump. Uh, they were here for three days and then just to just to turn that in in one day for for media to start showing up was um quite the feat that we that we were able to tackle successfully
1: cool that's awesome so, so harold i mean that, that's a great look at your team and the team is huge and a lot of coordination that goes into it but you know m- maybe talk briefly just about um there's multiple events going on and the coordination in the meeting so it's, it's your team that has to get in and, and really do the setup and tear down but there's so many other people involved and and when did we start meeting you know for caucus and, and go through some of that setup.
0: Sure, absolutely. So we've been meeting for caucuses, you know, a couple couple months before uh, having weekly meetings, uh, just with all departments involved, uh, just getting into the nitty gritty, you know, seeing what we needed to order as far as generators and power and and extra equipment needed to to handle um, massive numbers of, of you know national and international media to be on site. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just coordinating you know how that setup is going to look best to, to work for angles and shots for all of the media to to make sure everybody has a good angle and a, and a good view in there um, yeah
2: yeah I just, yeah <laughs> well <laughs> so, uh, you, you mentioned too just the experience of your staff I mean that, that probably really lends to making this a seamless process and like you guys really have done this before i'm sure that's really invaluable to have that experience on your team
0: yeah absolutely i mean a big thing to be successful is you know just taking a lot of notes every time that we host you know no matter what event we have we're, we're constantly you know assessing uh, taking notes from you know how things uh went the when we when we had those th- uh, events but then also just like looking you know keeping those for a future and um as a resource for four years down the road, when we are going to do it again, where our memories might not be quite as sharp, but those notes help back bring back um, a lot of a lot of memories and um, you know what we need to do to be successful.
2: Almost makes me think of like the uh, the NCAA tournament. Like you guys have hosted that before. You guys, I'm sure you've taken notes on that, how things work, how things, what things didn't work. Um, having that experience to draw back on, I'm sure has lended you really well. So go ahead, Adam. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm just saying. Well, thanks for mentioning NCAA tournament. It's bid cycle time again, so we're already working go. on our, our next bid there. <laughs> nice. Um, but to Harold's point, you know, taking the good notes and and really having that experience on the staff can really help you as you go into the next time you host an event that only happens every four years. Mm-hmm. We were caught a little off guard this time, as you know, Matt. Like media keeps, um, you know, doing more and more over the internet with fewer sat trucks and, you know, it's evolving. So, you know, four years ago we had a parking lot full of satellite trucks out there that are all running cable into the building. And and this time very minimal on the sat truck side, more just running internet lines and and getting as much internet as we could to them. So as we see it, it's like, take the notes now, but then it's also, what's it going to look like four years down the road in terms of how they're going to be producing and getting their content out to their viewers. It's, you know, you can only prepare for so much. I think that caught us a little off guard this time.
2: Yeah, talk yeah, talk about too this the technical side, Harold, of that, and what all it takes from a tech side to to run the event center. Uh, strong team, you know, <laughs> draws back uh, to the team every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh,
0: you know, Jim Bacon, he's he's been with us since since we opened, and same with Mark Gamble, and so you know, I I lean on them uh, heavily for for their expertise and and being able to you know ask the right questions with. Uh, uh, media and groups coming in just to to be able to get you know ask the right questions mm-hmm. to get the right information to make sure that we are uh, set and ready to go
2: so from computers and technology to dirt I want to i want to flip to, to the complete opposite of technology bringing in dirt for the rodeo right in the middle of winter I want to know what that process was like for your team you know obviously you have the wolves in the wild going on To so to be able to flip from that to the rodeo that you guys just had what went into that process Sure. Well, first of all, I just like to point out that,
0: like, we had a really mild December. So, you know, um, you know, we were crossing our fingers that, you know, going into the rodeo and bringing that much dirt and would, uh, you know, that stretch would would continue. Uh, We weren't quite so fortunate and uh, sub sub zero temperatures into the teens uh, Mm -hmm. below zero. So, um, you know, that that makes it difficult to, you know, keep the building warm when we uh, when we have the building wide open and, you know, 40 to 50 you know, dump trucks of dirt. You know, coming in to load in for the for the rodeo. Um, yeah, you know, we had a we had a new contractor this year for dirt too. So we we had some meetings ahead of time just to kind of help prepare and and you know make sure that they had all the information that they needed and and uh, make sure expectations were laid out. Um, you know, and with the t- cold temperatures, we did have some some equipment failure as far as you know getting the look the gates loaded out. Uh, we also, um, you know, had had some of the fleet of, of dump trucks that, that weren't starting because of the cold temperatures. So um, the, the biggest challenge there is right. We have like a, a Wolves game the very next day with doors at 2 p.m. Uh, with the game at three. So, um, you know, we were hoping to have the dirt out by 5 a.m., um, you know, 930 rolls around in the morning and uh, the dirt is just getting out. So four and a half hours to get, um, get the, uh, the wolves set up and ready to go for their game uh, was, was quite the challenge. We were able to, you know, start on the basketball floor uh, earlier in the morning as the dirt was coming out, but um, you know, had that down by 9.00 AM, which was quite the feat. Uh, we, we beat the dirt out with that. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just uh you know, we, we, it was all hustle, all hands on deck, you know, everybody coming together and, and keeping the communication open with, you know, the Wolves and leadership to just ensure that, you know, we're still tracking
1: and, and able to pull it off. But So, yeah, we so were... Harold, um, it's always fascinating to me, and I, I've been at the building since it opened in 2005, but just that ice went down in September, right? So, the hockey ice went down, and that's going to stay until April. A lot of people don't understand that, that underneath that dirt we're having to protect the Iowa wilds home playing surface and we got to keep that right. So maybe walk the the audience through, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, the dirt comes in and the dirt comes out, but what pre-prep that we have to do to protect that ice. And then what's that whole process like, you know, flipping from a basketball to hockey. I mean, what's the ice is always there. And people don't understand that. So what's involved in that process to even prepare before the dirt ever gets to the building.
0: Yeah, sure. So, yeah, as you mentioned, the, the ice is is in for the season, the entire season. So, anytime we have you know a concert or a basketball game um, or really any other event, we're we're covering that with some ice decking. Uh, it's about one inch uh, thick and it comes in four by eight sheet panels. Um, and so we're just interlocking that those that system together, and it it uh, insulates the ice um, and. Uh, So beyond that, for like a dirt show, like the Rodeo or Monster Jam, uh, we'll we'll cover that with uh, plastic and then we'll lay down plywood on top of that. So there's there's multiple layers of protection just to protect that ice. Um, Once once the plywood's laid down, then we have the dirt trucks, you know, uh, company come in and start, you know, loading all that uh, all that dirt on the floor.
1: Awesome. And it's, and it's very, it's a lot better when the wolves schedule an Iowa state fair day for the day after the rodeo, because that, you know, we, we pre smell the, the room with the, the rodeo forum. So it works out great. Absolutely. Goats on the concourse and yeah, that state, state fair smell
2: for sure. Yeah. People from iowa just have to come to expect that
1: <laughs> right so how long there will the, that dust be fallen now harold so we've got you know obviously with bringing dirt in and out there's there's dust in there and um your, your cleaning crew obviously has their work cut out for them here probably for the next few weeks right as that dust continues to fall from the ceiling yeah yeah for a few days you know
0: you, you gotta condition the space and and still have some exhaust um ideally it would be nice you know just to let the build, building settle and it would you know the dust would settle that much quicker but you know, so that that is a big challenge with the Wolves being the next day is, you know, keeping that court uh, free of dust. So just mm-hmm. we're, we're having to really um, up our efforts to, you know, wet mop and, and dry mop the, the court regularly, uh, about twice as much. Uh, just, you know, player safety as well. And just, you know, just making sure that it's a, a solid surface. Uh, so, yeah, we, we definitely battled that for that game and then and uh, the second day as well. And then we've had some high school games this
2: week. Well, yeah, even with the amount of you know, foot traffic and the weather we've been having, I'm sure your team is really on top of keeping the event center clean and, um, you know, avoiding uh, slips and spills and stuff in the inside the arena, outside the arena. What kind of things has your team done to kind of improve that, um, you know, streamline that process? uh checklists um a lot of
0: you know meetings ahead of time uh we have a supervisor meeting every week that we're you know just kind of running down through through the week and mm-hmm. um just really uh digging into every event and every event needs making sure that we're good with the schedule and and mm-hmm. again checklists our, our dirt you know uh, checklist for after the rodeo is is much more involved
1: than after a typical game so um yep that's cool so, so, Harold, you know, this month is crazy, especially just looking at the arena, not even taking into account all the flips and changes for practical farmers and pork producers. And there's a ton of stuff going on in the convention center. And then you look, I think it's next week. It's like hockey, then basketball, then hockey, then basketball. So there's a lot of overnight changeovers and, and preparation that even starts this weekend. Uh, where the Wolves have a country concert after their game, and then next weekend, the Wild do a hockey game and then a country concert as well. So that extra layer, um, what's that prep like to, to get the concert set and ready to go so that there's not a lot of dead time after the game ends before the concert starts?
0: Sure, yeah, so uh, the Wolves will change their configuration um, this weekend uh, for that Saturday game uh we'll have the south end seating pulled out and the uh stage prepared it'll already be set ready to go they'll have a load in that morning um everything will be you know set up so it'll essentially just be relocating folks down to the south end uh and and concert will be underway within minutes after the, the con- uh, after the game
1: and then hockey's yeah. a little bit bigger right you gotta remove some glass and and get people down on the ice safely to, to people that bought those VIP tickets? Right, absolutely.
0: Definitely a, a little bit more prep and a little bit more effort on our end um, in between the game and the concert for the wild game. Uh, I think last year we we uh, had the north and the south glass removed in seven minutes. So we had two crews wow. on each side and they just, they, uh, they knocked it out very quickly. So yeah, we're also protecting the ice uh, by laying you know, carpet on over the ice for for all the fans to be down on the ice for that concert as well so definitely more involved for that uh specific concert for the wild game but um and and a tougher timeline to create to make as well but mm-hmm. sure, yeah to your point adam we've we've been super busy already you know we're mid-january and we've had you know 10 events already in the arena that we've had a lot of flips um and then starting saturday we have you know uh seven events and eight in eight days so constantly flipping it back and forth with a concert in there as well so so, um, so we have a day we, can we put another else. event in there i, I guess yeah so <laughs> Let's see what you can do <laughs>
2: uh, harold peterson director of operations with the events that are joining us here on all access um you know we were talking before this you you guys have added some new exterior lighting to welsh fargo arena i got to see that uh, as dr- driving in a, cu- a couple weeks ago to monday night raw uh, talk about that process and what people can expect uh, the next time they may drive by the arena
0: yeah absolutely this this uh conversation has been uh going on for for many many years it's, it's you know a vision that we've wanted to uh move forward with uh we recently uh installed a new roof for Wells Fargo Arena, and it just made sense to update the lighting as part of that. And so we've had some additional enhancements as well. Uh, We will have LED color changing uh, lights. Um, We'll have the uh, the uplighting that will focus on the underneath uh, portion of the the big metal bowl for the arena, Uh, some some down Washing lights that will hit the upper crown part of the uh, bowl, as well as uh, highlighting some of the, or all of the uh, metal uh, facing on the on the walls of of the building. Essentially, so it's it's going to be a dramatic difference. It's it's really going to make Des Moines um, you know pop. Um, you know, just being able to have color changing is is just going to give us um, you know unlimited options as far as um you know with our tenant teams and NCAA and uh just just different um you know key you know themes throughout the year that we'll be able sure. to to highlight and really uh um bring some life to the morning
1: yeah it's pretty cool Matt. like you know in the past we we've always had uplighting you know to light that upper bowl but they were old uh light fixtures and so it, for ncaa basketball when we would change our lights to blue you know we're covering gels and covering each light so somebody's going out on the roof and covering each one of those to try to get that effect and it was really doled out so um harold and his team have done a great job and we can't you know thank Polk county enough for continuing to invest in the building you know by getting the roof replacement and, and doing the lighting enhancements i mean they get it they understand that you know, we have to continue to to keep making improvements to the venue, both exterior and interior, you know, to make sure that we stay relevant. We had the new video board years ago, now the new exterior lights. So, um, you know, we're just in the testing phase. And so if people drive by and see a light, there is no significance to that color right now. We're just really doing some testing and and getting things ready so that we can really enhance the look as, as people drive down there. But can't wait to get that done. And, and Harold's working through it you know, every night. It seems like we're, we're doing some different testing. Awesome,
2: well, Harold, thank you so much. we thanks to you and your team, especially. I mean you guys are some of the unsung heroes really of the events that that make this this work possible and these this entertainment that comes to our great state. So really thank you and your team thanks, thanks, Matt. Take awesome. care thanks so much. Well, that's cool. Kind of get behind the scenes of some of the operations side that goes on. I and mean, we talk a lot about the fun stuff here, yeah, right? Um, right. The show's coming to town, but man, there is so much work that goes into making these shows possible. And Harold really leads, it, re- leads the
1: charge there yeah i mean we're thinking you know i think we're going to talk we got a couple new announcements coming up over the next couple weeks and mm-hmm. you know every time we get a new show announcement i get excited right we get a new show that we get to try to sell tickets for and and talk about on shows like this and and do the marketing for and, and harold's probably taking a deep breath like wait that's another show we got to get prepared for so that that team is moving 24 hours a day uh the overnight crew that that really does that set up i mean the, the great thing about it is You never hear them complain it's like hey we want to do this can we do it we'll find a way and so we we couldn't do the volume of events you know over the course of a year we're talking about 400 events through our three venues and and that crew's touching each one of them you know in terms of setup and tear down and, and cleaning so i can't thank them enough for everything they do absolutely Well, we mentioned it. You guys have some, some shows coming up, uh,
2: next week. You've got, you've got a big, uh, music act coming disturbed to take back your life tour Thursday, January 25th. Um, man, the rocks coming back, right? Yeah. Not, not the, not, not Dwayne Johnson rock in general.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it's, you know, rock music. Uh, it's always a different energy in the crowd. And so, you know, it's Mm -hmm. been since uh, we had globetrotters, but we haven't had a concert or a real, you know, high energy live entertainment since, uh, wwe back in december and so um getting disturbed in there next thursday is going to be a great night you know and then we roll into some country shows as we go throughout and and state wrestling tickets just went on sale so we got to start talking about high school events here soon as well um but the calendar is filling up for january Mm -hmm. through through june and you know stay tuned next week we might be able to talk about a couple more shows that they're going to fit some holes in that calendar awesome cool uh avenge sevenfold coming march
2: 15th um Man, that, that's a band that I think I learned about through Guitar Hero. Really? <laughs> yeah, they had a they had a great song on Guitar Hero back in the day. Uh, so that would be a really fun show to to go to and watch them. Um, they seem like a just a really high energy type band. Um, Absolutely. Kind of a metal metal band. Um, man, and you think of, do you think a metal in this state like Slipknot? Right? Um, there's some great metal history in this state. So a lot of metal fans, I'm sure in this in in Iowa will will be coming to the show.
1: Yeah. And you know, that show it's, it's a package. So there's three bands, you know, you get Avenged Sevenfold and a couple others as well. And so, um, you know, something for, for all rock fans, hopefully, and and come out, it's a, it's a good ticket price on a, on a good night. So uh, March 15th, we'll see you down. We talked a little bit about this last time with Sam Summers um, from
2: firstly, but fallout boy coming back April 3rd, Um, man, another band that just has a a ton of energy, a lot of fun. Um, And they've been going for a long time
1: um still going strong fallout boy yeah i still can't get over the fact that they slept at his house when they were here that first that time in Des i mean that was a that was a pretty crazy if you, if you missed that episode go back and look at it but hey, there's actually some, yeah go ahead it gave us a, a great peek behind the curtain of fallout boy but yeah you know, again that's a band that uh, you talk about high energy you come into that show and and yeah they they were here a few years ago it was my son's first concert um nice. so looking forward to seeing them again
2: there's some great. Um, if you go on YouTube, you can find some old uh, uh, video of them playing House of Bricks in Des Moines. I don't know really? if anybody remembers that in East Village. Yeah, House of Bricks. I think it was one of their first places they played. Same. I think was mentioning that. Um, played some really small venues um, back in the day, but yeah, there's a cool. There's a cool YouTube account that just has like old concert footage that people have just like submitted, and they just like archive it. So. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, kind of fun to go and check those out every once in a while. Um, we mentioned another one, Kane Brown, coming April eighteenth. Uh, he was just nominated for the People's Choice Award, Country Male Artist of the Year, along with another uh, artist coming to to Wells Fargo Arena, Zach Bryan. We'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> Kane Kane Brown coming April eighteenth. Um, man, he is really taking off in that con- kind of that c- uh, country pop scene, right?
1: he has you know great show um i've heard a lot of people talk about wanting to see his show and Mm -hmm. you know i i think we'll probably have a contest here coming up soon around valentine's day uh Mm -hmm. with kane brown so looking forward to that one um you know and good openers there too so seeing that show you know coming april 18th um Shoot, now I forgot what else you said. Oh, Zach Bryan. Yeah, what, a, Bryan. what a show! Yeah. I mean, two nights, you don't get yeah. many back-to-backs. And I think a lot of people are surprised. There is still ticket availability, and um, you can buy tickets or stay tuned to Iowa Everywhere. you got a huge contest going on right now.
2: We do, iowareverywhere.com. you got to check it out. We've already had, I think, close to like a 1,000 people enter this contest. But we have a, wow. a great contest going on right now for the Quinton Time Tour. Zach Bryan coming. Um, April 25th is the show that we're giving a... Uh, We're giving four tickets away to three different winners. So, But it's not just the tickets. We're giving you access to a suite for the show on Thursday with food and drinks uh, provided. And you get to hang out with the Iowa Everywhere uh, team at that event. So really a cool contest. Um, Make sure you get in there. Nothing you have to do other than um, enter on our website, iowaeverywhere.com. So really looking forward to that show. Those two shows, Thursday and Friday, should be a really fun time.
1: Yeah, it's you know when we started talking about that show and mm-hmm. and you know had the opportunity to potentially do a second one, we're all just hoping because yeah. you know we had the Garth Brooks deal with six shows and yeah. and that was awesome, but for another show to have the demand in Des Moines to be able to do two. After being here a year earlier at, in Hinterland, um, it shows the popularity, and he's already doing stadiums. And so to have him in Des Moines, we're, we're lucky to get him back here so soon. Uh, while we know he's doing stadiums as well, most once mm-hmm. you go to a stadium tour, he's kind of stick to stadiums. Yeah. Uh, but you know, still coming here for two, and and looking forward to working with you guys on that for April twenty fifth. Yeah, he, he's one
2: of those others that are nominated for the People's Choice Award, Country Male Artist of the Year. He's really in that interesting genre of like um, alt. I would call it alt country maybe, um, where it's, he's not true hard and true country, but man, it, it's, he's kind of blazing his own trail almost in his own genre in a way.
1: <laughs> yeah. A little bit different. Would you yeah. call him folk at, at all yeah, folk, or sure. kind of yeah. folk country maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a, a huge music guy, but he is great
2: instrumentals. Um, that will be a great show just to appreciate the art of music. I think, um, it's a, just a lot of strings, um, great vocals, um, Really excited for that show. Again, iowaeverywhere.com if you want to enter into that great contest to win four-pack of tickets. Bring your friends. Bring your family. Uh, it'll be a great show. Tickets are still available for the, for the Thursday show for sure. I know the Friday yep. one's getting getting tight.
1: but Friday one's getting close. Thursday one, there is still availability. Uh, and everything that I've heard from his tour last year is the, the energy in that arena is going to be high. So it's, yeah. it's like start to finish. That crowd is, is really... Um, excited about that
2: show well speaking of people who may have seen him last year at hinterland he played um hinterland just announced their lineup for this coming year august 2nd through the 4th in saint charles hosier uh vampire weekend and noah khan are coming to noah khan's coming back to hinterland he was there last year as well so they've got a great lineup.
1: yeah you talk about hinterland and and i think we take it for granted Mm -hmm. you know to a certain extent i mean it's a great Event Uh, it's been here a few years now, and you know I got a message the other day once the lineup was announced from a friend of mine in London, Ontario. So somebody from Canada saying, "Hey, I'm coming to your city here in August. I'm going to Hinterland in St. Charles." So yeah, um, if that tells you kind of the reach, people are coming from out of the country to see that show now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really
2: become one of those kind of summer staple festivals for a lot of the, the that genre of band. A lot of those artists are playing, you know, Coachella. Uh, big music um festivals in the summer so um, really lucky to get some of those those great artists um and another another tried and true uh country artist willie nelson's coming back to des moines saw that hit the news last week playing lordson amphitheater may 25th
1: he was here last year i don't did you go to that yeah. or did you hear about it i did not go to it i had some family that went to it and mm-hmm. you know they said it's just a willie nelson show they loved sure. it they thought it was great um yeah, I think they're continuing to try to improve the in and out and getting fans in and out of that, that space for big crowds. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously coming back, I can't remember. Did he turn 91 90 or Something. and, and coming yeah. back year after year? So, um, I, I'm sure a lot of the same people will go back again. That's pretty cool. I have yet to be, go to a concert
2: at the Lord's and amphitheater, but I'm sure it's just a great setting, you know, right there by Grays Lake, a uh, beautiful skyline of Des Moines kind of in the back too. So, uh, i'll have to get to a concert there this summer maybe maybe it's the willie nelson one we'll see <laughs>
1: yeah i mean it is a cool place right we, that's mm-hmm. where they hosted the rag Brite overnight camping and so we went down and, and took a look at that and obviously they had the the show there that night as well so yeah um the the stage it's already set and ready to go it's, it's kind of pre-made for it and um, I'll tell you, Des Moines is getting busier and busier with shows. You know, all the vibrant mm-hmm. music hall and, yeah. and all these different locations are just bringing more and more live music, which is really a testament to central Iowa and and the fact that we want to see more shows and we'll buy tickets. So I mm-hmm. uh, couldn't be more thankful for that. Well, you
2: led me right into my next point. Ragbri, uh, you know, had their the, the concert there at Lauritsen. Well, they're announcing their the route coming up next week over at Hyvie Hall with you guys. Uh, Saturday, January
1: 27th. That's coming right up. Yeah, that bike expo, yeah, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I am assuming the route's going a different route this year, and maybe hitting mm-hmm. new cities. I, I yeah. don't remember exactly if they go north and then central they, or south, or what they, they do. They move it along, yeah, yeah. So I, I think we'll we'll not see all the bikers come through Des Moines again for a while. But mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, that event again, you talk about events that have been here for a long time and continue on. Uh, that's another one. And then Bacon Fest just announced their their show for uh, for May. So. Nice. Cool. Well, yeah, you mentioned a lot of different, uh,
2: you know, artists coming through Des Moines. We've, we've talked about it in the past too, just how more, more and more comedians are coming through this state, especially, um, I was checking out, um, Hoyt Sherman is getting quite a few new uh, comedians coming through. That's a really unique space and really a good space for for those uh, kind of the mid-sized comedians. Demi- Dimitri Martin's coming in January. Kathy Griffin will be here that next week. Ari Shafir. And uh, one of my favorite shows from when I was getting who, Whose Line Is It Anyway? They've got their touring um, touring show that comes through there coming in May. So a lot of great shows coming yeah. to Hoyt Sherman, too.
1: Yeah, I was a big fan of that show. I think they just hosted Joe Gatto, maybe January mm-hmm. uh, around the same last yeah. weekend, I think. So, yeah. yeah, they've got comedians. I mean, you know, you talk comedians, Cat Williams. I don't think there's a comedian yeah. that's made more headlines uh, than him over the last couple of weeks, and he will be in our space in May. So, um, you know, stay tuned. We're hoping to, to book more comedians as we move forward.
2: And of course, Sebastian Maniscalco come in at the end of the year. Um, that was another big one We you guys announced at the end of last year, right?
1: Yeah, it's hard to even remember that that's on the calendar. It's it's Crazy. still so far away, but um, yeah, he went on sale a year early just based on the national mm-hmm. tour. They announced the whole thing, so I believe he's closing his tour down in Des Moines, uh, December fifteenth. So uh, hopefully, he's got a few extra jokes for the for closing the tour that you can try out on our crowd. Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, you mentioned it. You'll have a couple uh, show announcements coming next week, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, Man, you guys are really filling up that. You guys have filled up the first half of the calendar. Now you're going to start filling up that later half, right?
1: Got to work on the, on July through December now. So we're, we're sure. still trying to put a few in uh, before the end of our fiscal year, which is the end of June 30th. But uh, I think you'll see some announcements for the spring and then summer. And then as we head into the fall as well. So uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll hope to have some new announcements now that all the touring acts or are, are all the management's back from the holidays. Uh, they're, they're ready to get back out on the road. Sounds good. Well,
2: for Adam Flack and Harold Peterson, thank you so much for tuning in to All Access presented by the Iowa Event Center here on the Iowa Everywhere Podcast Network. We'll see you next time.
0: Iowa Everywhere.